focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Prophecies are about to be fulfilled at a rapid rate. Knowledge closes the gap. I wanted to understand that. That's why you don't joke with any service. To joke with the service is a disservice. To dis any service is a disservice. Right? To look down on the service. And I want to just understand something. That the power of what you experience in the service is not about how you feel about the service. It's not. So there are services where you might not be feeling great. You might not be feeling nice. You might not be feeling beautiful. I know that this tends to happen a lot to women where you just feel maybe I don't look as hot as I've looked for the last three Sundays. You look into the mirror and you look like Milo. You're wondering, <laughs> are you brown? And <laughs> right? Or you're wondering, oh, I told them to do this hairstyle and this hair is not styling. Right, or maybe for the guys, you might be feeling, Oh, there's somebody I really like inside this king, so my chest is cutting, and I don't know how to express myself so they won't give me nail like Jesus on the cross. If they do that, consider it as part of discipleship. So, carry across. But here is the deal it is the response of faith that determines where you get out of a service, it's not the preference of your feelings. It is the response of faith. As it is for a service, so it is for the word of God. Don't forget, the word of God is not emotional. It can take care of your emotions. It can help direct your emotions. But revelation and emotions are two different things. The Bible doesn't say God is feelings. And they that feel him must feel him in spirit and in truth. It said God is spirit. John 4, 24. And they that worship must worship in spirit and truth. Now truth, I mean rather must, means compulsory. It means the only way to actually worship is in spirit. Now how do you worship in spirit? You worship in spirit by being conscious of the spirit by faith. That's the way you worship in spirit, by faith. What is faith? I believe that what God has said is true. So, for example, faith means, I don't know if you know, some of you, you have this uh, natural meters that God has given to you. So, for example, for me, if, sometimes if I feel something really intense or something striking, something remarkable, I have goosebumps. Anybody like me? You know, anybody? anybody? Some of you, what do you feel? You don't feel anything. Just, oh, wow. Okay, your chest used to beat. Bing, 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 bing. Right? Or your palms will be sweaty or hot or something. So we have this natural meters. But what God is saying is whether the goosebumps are goosing or bumping or not, if you believe that Jesus is here, you will experience him. Are we getting that now? If you believe that what God says is truth and you relate with it on that. Let me give you an example. Peter is in the boat. He says, Jesus is far off. This, all of them say, oh, Alas is a spirit, is a ghost. Peter says, if it's you, tell me to come to me. And Jesus says, come. Can I ask you a question? Did Peter have enough time to recalibrate his emotions? Do you think he did that? 
No, the storm is blowing. It's not a virtual storm. It's a real storm. It's not some kind of 3D game animation going to an amusement park and they're simulating the sounds. You know, all those cinematic experiences. No, this is, you can feel the wind rustling your beard, Peter. You can see the mast blowing, maybe even a little torn by the wind. But then he despises all of that and he responds based on the word of God. What it therefore means is that faith is not faith until it does something. Because faith is not a feeling, which means that it's not a passive state of observation. It's an active state of engagement. So faith does something. Part of what faith may do is an amen or a shout or a hallelujah or a musing or a prayer or saying back or writing or standing. But faith has a response. Are we getting it? For you to move from fact to faith, it means that you are removing the F, separating the F from the rest. What do you have? Act. Faith is distinguished from fact based on how you act. Because faith is not a feeling, faith is a fueling, fueling as Nigerians would say. F-U-E-L-I-N-G. It's not an F-E-E-L-I-N-G. Even if you work in L-N-G. It's an F-U-E-L-I-N-G. It is spiritual ginger. Faith is God's ginger. It has medicinal value. <laughs> you know, ginger has antioxidants. And antioxidants help regulate the body, giving it the balance it needs to be able to regenerate cells and bring a lot of health. That's why if you're losing your voice, singers say, eat ginger. Overnight, your voice comes back. What's going on? The inflammation in your body has been reduced by virtue of the presence of the antioxidants. Okay, it's not a medical class. Now, that was the pre-thought for the message. Are you ready for the message? <laughs> Let's go! There's an obscure scripture that is going to change all of our lives this morning. It's an obscure scripture, in other words, not one of the best preached or not one of the uh, most known scriptures, but it is a very important, somebody say important. Say it's very important. <laughs> scripture and um, all of us are going to experience illumination as we read and as we study. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We are changed by your word. We are transformed by your word. We're going to experience a shift this morning. Somebody please, can you help me shout, it's a done deal. If you will, let's go real quick to the book of Joshua chapter 21. The book of Joshua is a book of actions. It is by extension or by implication a book of faith. It catalogs the dealings of God with people who responded with a cocktail of emotions but eventually we see a strand of faith in the middle of the cocktail of emotions. In other words, God does not have to wait for you to sort out your feelings, for him to identify your faith in spite of your feelings. You see that? He's always looking for that strand of faith. 
And I will show you some things from the book of Joshua. Joshua 21, verse 43 to 45. It's short enough for all of us to read. Allah, you have the outline. Joshua 21, 43 to 45. Kelina Kumeni Gibai. Everybody, please, can you help me celebrate one of our daughters in the house? Can you come a little forward? Not to the front, just come forward. Can we celebrate Tolu George? She's not been around for a while. And I need about three or four ladies to please help me give her a big hug. This clap is not clapping. Your friends, hope you've been checking up on her. All right, great. God is about to check up on somebody. I'll explain that as we go. Let's read verse 43 to 45 together. The count of three to one we go. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give their fathers. And they took possession of it and dwelled in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all of their enemies into their hand. Verse 45, never forget this one. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came. Your life is a life of all came to pass. Your marriage is a marriage of all came to pass. Your children are prophetic children of all came to pass. In your business, your finances, every word that God has given you is coming to pass. I don't know who's engaging this word by faith, but if all I preach is this one line, I wanted to know that God is speaking already. All will come to pass. They are not coming to fail. They are coming to pass. The prophecies will hit the bull's eye. God is such a precise God. He never misses the target. There is a word in Yoruba called asoromatase. In other words, words when he speaks it is precise it is accurate let me tell you something about God God has never stammered because many times stammering is that we're thinking faster than we're speaking or speaking faster than we're thinking or there's a distraction in our minds God is perfectly aligned with himself his intentions his purposes his strategies his opportunities his platform his templates God is perfectly aligned I'm not sure if the prophetic magnet I came with a word for is in this room somewhere but if you're anywhere in this room I want to announce 
close to you. Father, you better get ready for fulfilled testimonies. You're going to be on site and somebody walk up to you and give you a mind-blowing opportunity. You're going to be like, what did I do to deserve this? And God will say, I made a promise concerning you that your voice and your creativity will not just be within the four walls of a Sunday service, but you will export the gifts that are placed on the inside of you. Somebody shout, all will come to pass. Demonstrate us go to verse 4 to 3. Wherever you see Israel, put your name there, your full name. And like praise applied in the course of the week, what I taught last week about memorizing the word in pictures. When you read this text, dummy, read it with your picture of what God has spoken to you. Somebody shout, My prophecy is not a lie. Let's go to verse 4 to 3. Media, help us. So the Lord gave to Damilola Oluwatoimbo all the land of which he had sworn to give his fathers. And he took possession of it and dwelt in it. Verse 44. The Lord gave Damilola Oluwatoimbo rest all around according to all that he had sworn to his fathers and not a man of all his enemies stood against him the Lord delivered all his enemies into his hand verse 45 45 not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to his house all came to pass can you engage that prophecy with some prayer and begin to think that boss that said you will never rise in this organization that in-law that sometimes behaves like an outlaw that business partner that's been cheating you back to back whatever the situation and scenario may be there is a prophetic word you can hold on to from today to say I was not the one that wrote this this is not a poem I wrote to console myself this is the word of God it's coming to pass Not one word will fail. Every word will come to pass. Jubelita nakri matebraza, brosikle tebala, jetuveri batania, reketede de kepatila, rosukeli bratimandai, apendovrine kele batalia, zidaboy, losikatata kataya, jototo turebo, levorani kataya, akele tebrosina katata, inovri lebo siya katate loboza, enu preli kazila bataya, azigrato sidedege. O Jondo Brila Mata, Lakina Tatias. Now pray concerning this house of kings, the prophecies that God has given to us. From before we started Sunday morning services to when we were at Bannocks, to the monthly prayer meetings, to the times you prayed and you came to me and gave me a word, or you came to PLT and gave her a word, or during immersion or a prophetic meeting, God showed you a picture of kings across the nations of the world. Begin to proclaim these words will come to pass. Your word will come to pass. Not even one will fall to the ground. Heaven and earth will pass away. But only your word will remain the same. 
Yahweh, Yahweh, faithful God in all your ways. We hold unto you a sorrow man to say, Akaka, you will never fail. Your word will come to pass. Keep your word no matter how long it takes. Can you take two more minutes? I am not going to be a prophecy documentarian. I'm a testifier. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's declare this now, teach. Let's declare this over kings from verse 4 to 3. That part I was singing is the part you've never heard from. It's still gonna happen, still gonna happen. If God gave a word, it will come to pass. So we're gonna put kings wherever you see Israel right so the Lord gave to kings all the land of which he had sworn to give their fathers and they took possession of it and dwelt in it the Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers and not a man of all their enemies stood against them the Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All, house of kings, all came to pass. Somebody say amen. amen. High five to me, we're telling them it's a done deal, it's a done deal, it's a done deal. This text is very instructive because in this text we are seeing the fulfillment of God's purpose. Now, to somebody who's reading Lagos, Nigeria today, you might not know how much of a deal it is, but it's a big deal because this is the fulfillment of a culmination of 430 years of expectations. 
people had waited on this word. God appeared to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, and he gave him a seven-point blessing about how God was going to bless him and make him a blessing in all the earth. How God was going to make his name great. And it says, blessed are they that bless you and cursed will be him who curses you. And God said, and you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. It looked like this was a far-flung thing. Like it couldn't happen. How do you call one man who's coming from a heathen background, does not have a Bible. We have the Bible to read his story. He does not have the Bible, doesn't have the internet. He doesn't have all of those resources. But God says, I will do this thing for you, in you, with you, and for you. When God comes to you, he does not come to start by checking out what you have that can help his plan. Mm -mm. God comes to you with a picture of his purpose, knowing fully well that that prophetic word is given you, that is using to paint pictures in your mind, was all he had at the very beginning. In the beginning, God had no iPad. There were no buildings as we know them. There was no grass. There was no barracuda bobbing in the belly of the sea. There was no elephants that was trumpeting in the jungle. There was no lion. There was no livestock. No swarming fish or creature in the bellies of the sea. It was his word. So when God comes to you with his word, don't despise it. Why? Because the word was what God had in the beginning. If God gives you a prophetic word, he's giving you the original material, the original resource by which he created every other thing. What it means that in terms of spiritual value, in the calibration of spiritual value, the word is superior to gold. The word is superior to silver. The word is superior to buildings, to Maybach and Cadillac. And the word is superior to Harland. Amen. Because when, when you land, nobody might say har, but you still got man in the city. High five somebody, say the word is superior. Assignment don't know who Harland is. Assignment for you. As a football player that's smashing all the records, right? The word is superior to his gift, to his ability. The word is superior to platinum records. So when the word of God is coming, take it with a degree of devotion superior to any other thing in your life. Never despise prophecies. Paul writes to the Thessalonian church, he said, despise not prophesying. Because what God is saying, whenever he releases a prophecy, is that he's giving voice to visuals that he has already given value to. Prophecy is the voicing of the visuals of the value. I'll paint a picture in your mind. My chief demonstration officer, CDO, please, can you help me today? This is the picture of God's promise to somebody, amen. amen. That's the picture of the promise here, is it? But God puts this picture over here. And what God says is that I want to give you that promise. Now, Josh is on his own. Oh, I need to use a lady. Um, that can be troublesome. Josh, please come. Right. Josh has, he, he's doing his own business. Can I, can I tell you one of the things I discovered about God? Do you realize that one of the most frustrating sets of expectations in your life were not the ones you give yourselves, but the ones that God gave you through a promise or a prophecy? Because many times you were on your own minding your business. Jejeli. And then a word comes in a service like this. 
right? Just like a word is coming, I see light on your head. The lady beside you. I see lights. God is giving you illumination. And God is giving you wisdom and counsel and God has given you the, the mind of a mother the mind of an established woman the Lord is separating you even from the levels you have been on even from your peers he's giving you intelligence it will manifest not only as dreams as and visions but also as clear words that's the word for you with the big earrings right is that big earrings here yeah. the Lord is say, saying to you that I'm giving you light illumination and direction so the word comes like that and then maybe a week or or two weeks later, you actually now find yourself in a confused situation. And you go like, ah, gosh, hey, the why mini? You said you are giving me light, but it seems like there's a pee on my lights now. Light. Can I give it an A? I want to just alight. Because I didn't send myself, but God says, I'm going to set you high so you become a highlight. Abraham, thank you for celebrating the gifts of God. Abraham was not the one that said, I want to make my name great. He was happy just reaping the rewards of his father's dynasty. Because his father had something, some wealth, some resources. Just like many of you were happy just doing your business. And God now starts speaking to you about how he's going to use you in the prophetic. Like God, I'm not really concerned about the prophetic. I want a good life. God said, no, that destinies attacked you. He said, even my own destiny, I'm not carrying it well. <laughs> so you're now attaching destinies to hair away no day. Can somebody with no hair have attachments? That's what Abraham was saying. He said, see, seeing I'm, I go childless. So that's how you know that the prophecy God has given to you has more interest around it than just your own. You are not the only stakeholder in that prophecy. God is interested in it. And when God sent you a prophecy, what he was doing was that he congealed his interest in words. What he's interested in, because it's the principle, so he has interest. And it's just a matter of time, right? <laughs> and the rate of return. Right, he has interest in it. Interest is what capital principle yields because, like, the only principle I know is Mr. Logmatere Jamu. Right, so God articulates his interest and he inspires a man or a woman of God who has his spirit to announce it. When God announces that thing. It means that from the invisible realm where nobody can see it apart from God, it has now come into the airspace. Once it comes into the airspace, it means that the people, the person who has the word can receive it. Witnesses can receive it. Angels are authorized and mobilized to begin to run with it. And demonic spirits are alerted to fight it. Are you getting it? So a prophecy is not just a linear thing. <laughs> the linear aspect is God is speaking. But it's like this. If you go on social media and you go and say something like, oh my God, God is so good. I just got a hundred million. In your naive mind, 
You are celebrating. Just instead of just saying the Lord just blessed me with a big breakthrough, or you know, some millions came into my life. You now put the figure to it. What you have done is that you have sensitized both your friends and your enemies about how to relate with you differently. Are you getting that now? So somebody's going to say, so why does God announce it in public when he's going to sensitize demons? Because when God took them to the promised land, he allowed them fight battles. Because a dimension of a spiritual maturation will come through your engagement of prophecy. There are demonic structures you will not break until you are conscious of your prophecy. Are you seeing that? So, listen to this. When you receive prophecy, you are not just receiving information. You are receiving instruction. The prophecy doesn't just come to inform you, it comes to instruct you. What is struct? Structure or build. Structure. The first thing that the prophecy wants to do is instruct you, not construct the promise. You are the first person that needs to be built. Are you following this? Yes, sir. Because you have to be built into the structure that can handle the weight of what is coming. The time between the announcement of the prophecy and the fulfillment of the prophecy is also like what you call in, in finances maturation period. Is that what it's called? When you invest money and they say it's going to mature. So the time between when you hear the prophecy and when you handle it is your maturation period. But I'm already mature based on your own assessment of what you think God wants to do with your life. Yeah. <laughs> Are we getting this? Yes, now, when Paul says, do not despise prophet signs, I believe it's first uh, Thessalonians 5, 22 or something like that, get, get us a precise scripture. When it says, don't despise prophet signs, when the prophecy, verse 20, thank you, when, is, when the prophecy comes, uh, when it comes, whether you take it seriously or not, the devil takes it seriously. Because the devil has known God long enough to know that God doesn't say what it doesn't mean. Kabume nikebi. Wherever you have lost time, wherever you have lost structure, wherever you have lost form, Benny, there's a word coming your way. Wherever you have lost opportunities, my God who controls times and seasons, he restores them to you now in the name of Jesus. Your sensitivity is activated. Your aliveness is taken to another level. You have recovery in the name of Jesus. The devil knows God, at least he knows that degree. That God doesn't say anything he doesn't mean. God is so serious with his words that he says, by your words you shall be justified. And by your words you'll be condemned. So the prophecy comes from God and is released. How is it released? Words. God starts everything he does with his word. Why? His word is the active agency in creation. His spirit is the active agency in incubation and design. 
So when it comes to creative intelligence, that is the design. The design, like if you want to write a song, it starts as melody or songs or tunes in your head, right? But not the production. Now, in, in terms of the creative incubation, the musings, the meditation, the spirit does that. Are you seeing? But in the construction and production, the word executes it. The word makes it happen. In the beginning was the word. word. The word was with God. And the word was God. By the word were all things. Another word for made is fabricated. So the fabric for the design came through the word. The fleshing out. That's why the Bible says the word became. The spirit does not become flesh. The only way the spirit is experienced is through the flesh. The only way the design or the creativity of the design is experienced is through the fabrication. Are you seeing that now? However, the word and the spirit are inseparable. The Bible says no man knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit that be in him. So that means in the realm of the spirit, thoughts are things. Thoughts are real. So every thought you entertain is either being sponsored or hijacked by a spirit. <laughs> How does depression start? Do you drink coconut water with blood inside? Oh, the depressed people are not here. But you need to bring them so that it can be delivered. How? Thoughts. Right? So when God wants to transfer his thoughts by his spirit, he articulates his thoughts, design, then he speaks the word. The word comes, boom. And the word is light. Are you getting that now? The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now what's the major benefit of light to a human being? What's the major, the biggest benefit? Vision sight so when that prophecy comes do you know that all of a sudden your vision is activated you look at a barren piece of land and you can see your 21 story building rising out of it you see your back two by two tailor shop but that's not what you are seeing you are seeing this large expanse of industrial machines 200 tailors from different countries of the world who are turning your designs am I speaking right now you're not seeing the 21 likes and zero comments after three months of that post on social media. You are seeing a best-selling series of books. And your books are airports all across the world. Vision begins to come. You cannot really walk with God and your vision will not expand. Because our minds either expand or shrink to the level of the minds that we rub our minds with. So light begins to happen. And when light begins to happen, I begin to see what God has shown me. Now, so prophecy, prophecy is God saying, prophet, see. Prophecy is God saying, prophet, see. And God saying to the recipient of the prophecy, profess, see. So I've seen, but the purpose of light is not just revelation. The purpose of light is also transportation. The path of the just is as a one? Light. 
it shines brighter and brighter does the path really help me if I'm not taking steps and don't forget the Bible doesn't say the steps of the righteous shine brighter is the path that means the way I have brighter light is not by standing on the word but by walking in the word by taking steps in the are we getting it by taking steps in the word hallelujah somebody give God praise thank you for now who is this person prophesying because it's one thing for somebody to give you a word but how do I know that word is true if you have a perennial liar somebody who lies for a living somebody who just lies it lies so well that the devil is inspired the devil follows his timeline because he knows he will get new ideas on how to lie do you think that when that person says to you I will give you 10 million naira tomorrow you should take him seriously you should you should not why because even if the person gives you tea and tea 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 lie lie it's a lie he doesn't fulfill his word so who is this person that is saying i've promised you who he is god look at proverbs 35 to 6 proverbs chapter 30 verses 5 to 6. proverbs 30 5 to 6. He says, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. God's words are not alloyed. That means that they are not mixed. They are not muddled up. They are not commingled with a desire to impress. All of us in this room have added things to stories or taken things out of stories or forgotten parts of stories sometimes conveniently so to make the presentation sound a bit better and if you didn't do it recently you did it in primary school when they told you to write an essay how i spent my holiday you didn't have color television you had black and white television that didn't work the type that you had to lay hands on it three times for it to come alive the type that was only one of your siblings that knew how to handle the cable for it to work but you wrote stories about how you travel to London and you attended the King's coronation 30 years before it took place right or maybe sometimes you forget the details see when God speaks it is pure what he is saying is not embellished God is too big to lie to impress anybody nobody is big enough to cause God to tell a lie or to exaggerate God cannot exaggerate in other words, there is nothing he cannot do. It is not just a nice religious slogan. It's a statement of reality. So when, you're, when you get the word, who's speaking? You must think who is speaking. If this is God, his word is pure. Somebody say his word is pure. 
The Bible says the word of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is pure. Get me that scripture. I think it's Psalms, Psalms 19. The testimony of the Lord is pure, making wise the simple. So that prophecy, don't forget, the first thing is it instructs you before it constructs things. So the purity of that word also deals with the state of your heart. That is the reason many times, of course, there are prophecies that happen immediately. The prophecies, by the way, there are two broad categories of prophecies. There are certain prophecies that will happen whether you do anything or not. And there are two major reasons why that could happen. Number one, there is the eternal and sovereign plan of God. See, when is the end of the age? It's going to be the end of the age. Are you guessing it? God is not going to be like, eh, let's just wait. If it's time up, it's time up. At the end of the age. Right? There's that category. There's another category because of the labors of intercessors that have gone ahead of you. Because the Bible says, John chapter 4, you have entered into the labors of others. So there are certain things that will happen in your life because your mother prayed. Don't forget the scripture says, they possess the land and dwelt in it that he swore to who? Their fathers. So there are certain people who seem to have certain things easier. Somebody in their spiritual or biological ancestry labored. In prayers, in sacrifices, in generosity, in devotion. That's why if your parents or your grandparents are maybe occultic or they are not saved, you are a foundation member. So you have to break the ground very well. <laughs> Because God does not think in years. He thinks in ages, in seasons and generations. So a hundred years, there might be four generations, but as far as God is, is one age. <laughs> Are you here now? So that blessing dropping on you is God fulfilling his promise to your father. Are you guessing it? So it's unalloyed. Uh, so I was talking about two categories of prophecy. So it's by God's sovereignty and by the investments of other people, right? Now, there's another category of prophecy and a lot of personal prophecies lie in the second category. This second category of prophecies are more oftentimes personal prophecies, family prophecies, community prophecies. They are not age-specific. They are not essentially season-specific. So, for example, we're trusting God as kings for land, and the person who's going to give us the land or give us money for the land might be online, I don't know, might be in here. Nobody here says me. You're next right? Now, that land may or may not be an age-shifting matter. May or may not be. Buying the land, owning the land, building on the land may not have a major shift. Are you here? Yes, sir. On the generation. However, the prophecies to have a kingdom influencer in every nation, in every generation, every system, there are roots for it in the word of God. Yes, That's an edge shifting thing. So what happens there is the people must labor in prayers or God will raise somebody else. Are you here now? Because yes, certain things must be done. Yes. So a lot of micro-prophecies, let's say personal prophecies, I'm, I'm trusting God for a car, or somebody said to me, or somebody's going to see you tomorrow and give you a job. Now, those kind of prophecies, God uses them to also build, number one, your personal faith, number two, your public testimony, number three, your place in the progression of the kingdom. 
Now, those kind of prophecies oftentimes will require your active engagement. Yes. Are you getting it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They'll require your active engagement. They are not just going to fall on your laps. Why? Because they have a developmental assignment connected to them. Oh, why are you quiet now? So, who is this God speaking? Did they give me that other scripture? The word of the Lord is pure, converting the soul. Testament of the Lord is sure, making wise the symbol. Psalm 19, verse, verse 7. Can you go to verse 6? From rising of the sun, nothing in from its heat. Go to verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment, the progressing word of God, is what? What does he do? From the illustration, it causes my eyes to then see better. Look at the next verse. It allows me to then see better. The fear of the Lord is enduring, is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. They are not alloyed. Who is speaking? God. What does it say? Look at what it says in Isaiah 46, 9 to 10. Isaiah 46, is anybody getting blessed? Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Remember the former things of old. Why? For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is. Now, he's about to share his CV. Look at the next verse. What do I do? Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure so God is not only interested in the prophecy he's committed to the prophecy he is committed to the prophecy. Somebody shout, God is committed to his word concerning my life. I love the fact that many people said it, but I want somebody to shout it. God is committed to his word concerning my life. Now, look at what it says there. He says, remember the former things of old. In Isaiah 43, 19, it says, don't remember things of old. But here it says, remember the former things of old. What's it speaking about? Remember my track record. In other words, God is saying, no matter the cacophony of noises around you, I am the greatest producer, where's Jerry? Because I have a track record. Oh, y'all didn't get that. I have a track record of faithfulness. I have a track record. You know what God said to me? God said, I have eternal experience in making things happen. 
Whew. Oh my God. Did somebody miss that one? You, you know, these days when you're looking for a job, they'll give you the qualifications. Have a BSc, four years work experience, um, must be five feet tall or something like that. And in some places, if you are not yellow, it looks like they're not going to employ you. They might not even put it on the CV, but when you walk into their reception or their offices, you just go like, is everybody in this place yellow? Is everybody in this place tall? Some of them call it corporate branding. Well, when it comes to God, even though God never looks for a job to be employed, but he's always doing jobs where he deploys himself. He says, I have eternal experience in doing stuff. I am not a novice in fulfilling my word. I am not just, I'm not Sheshede. I am not Johnny Just Come. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God says, I've been running things. Somebody shout, Oluwaloni doings. I've been running things before there was a clock or a calendar or a chronometer or a chronological device. I've been making things happen, Kenneth, from before there was a star, but before there was the sun or the moon, the curvature of the earth had not even existed. And God says from eternal times, from the times before eternity, I have been doing stuff. And guess what? There is only one me. Poseidon is not me. Maseroth is not me. Shango is not me. He said, besides me, there is no other. When that God speaks to you, don't check whether he's saying the truth or not. Just believe the word of God. Help me high five somebody and tell him God is true. God is dependable. God is alive and well. God is alive and well. God declares the end from the beginning. He is the I am. In other words, where Jason was standing, Jason and Joshua, come help me. Where Jason was standing before, come and stand real quick, Jason. Here, where he was standing before is what you call your end. You call this your end. You think that when the word comes to you, that's when you are beginning the journey. But listen, before you travel into your prophecy, your prophecy already traveled to you. And if the prophecy traveled without you, you traveling with the prophecy is God giving you the pleasure of participating in the journey. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are not the one that powers the prophecy. It's the prophecy that powers you. That is why for significant destinies, you don't get born and you are looking for prophecy. A prophecy is released and it finds you as the vehicle. A prophecy came before Samson, a prophecy came before Moses, a prophecy came before Paul, a prophecy came before Jesus. Can I propose to you a prophecy came before you? That's why Jesus said, behold, I come in the volume of the books. In other words, the volume of the books came and then now I have come in the volume of the books written of me to do your will, oh God. I want to prophesy over somebody in this room today. That word will not fall, it will not fail, it will come to pass in my Christ, do you believe it? Somebody shout, it will come to pass. It may take a day, it may take a week, it may take a month, it may take a quarter, it may take a year, it may even take a decade, even though many of us don't have that kind of time on certain things. So let me prophesy to somebody, a rapid rate, the rapid rate of response is about to catalyze you and drive you into your prophetic manifestation. Somebody shout, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. How am I prophesying to three battalions? 
tell them it's going to happen. I see it happening in your life. I see it coming to pass in your experience. It's going to happen. Look at this. We're saying at the end it will happen. But who is the Alpha and the Omega? God. Who is the Word? God. So when God puts the Word out, He's putting Himself out. Hey. Are you here? The Word is released. That's God. And it comes to you. That means God comes to you. And God possesses a space in your mind. Not just your spirit. It lives in your spirit. But in your mind. See, one of the things that prophets... I told you prophecy is what prophets see. You see with your spirit revelation. But you can't articulate it without your mind. That's why insanity is oftentimes a demonic attack. That no matter how much grace and potential that person has spiritually, if the mind is muddled up, that's why in this generation, a lot of mental health diseases. So from next week, we're starting the series, Dr. Jesus. And we're starting that series with the first message, immunity. Immunity, that gives you immunity. Right? That word now begins to grow. The Bible says, so mightily grew the word that it prevailed. It prevails against your cultural constraints. So God says to Kuga, you will be a billionaire by the time you're 35. Kugas, when that prophecy comes, there are all kinds of constraints. Billionaire. <laughs> He's thinking billionaire. Right? Because it's, it's trying to pay a bill of maybe 270,000 naira. So, billionaire what? Billionaire bills. They have the bills, but not the billions. God is about to change that. So, that word has to first of all restructure your financial configuration internally. The first work the word does is not in your world, it's in your heart and your mind. He has to discombobulate those cultural traditions because possibly in his family, nobody has ever been a billionaire. So he doesn't have any external picture for it. And for 20-something, or maybe 20-something years of his life, he does not have any picture that looks like it. Possibly has not met any billionaire one-to-one. -one. So the word has a lot of work to do on the inside of him. When God said to them, you will be slaves 430 years. That was, it was fixed 400 years. Eventually delays 430 years. I'll talk about why, why prophecies are delayed. But you know what? After the word brought them out, many of them struggled to go in. You know why? Because they did not allow the word walk on them. So the word walked on the sea because like I said, that was a sovereign thing. Whether they believed it or not, the moment Moses lifted the rod, that sea would part. Yeah. However, for them to have their own place in Jericho, they had to believe. Yeah. Are you getting this? Yes, they, they, for them to have their own place, how do I know? Rahab was not even the original promise, but she believed. And because she believed, she had security. Your faith is rising, isn't it? Remy, your faith is rising, isn't it? Unicorn. Without the con. 
right? Are you seeing this now? That word begins, and God says, I am committed to that. I don't know whether you should sit or stand, as in you, but you all, you all can sit. The two people on stage can stand. Let's look at this. Let me give you two more. Not two more in Jesus' name. Two more. See this now. Kanife <laughs> Kele Kupedi. Psalms 119, 89 to 91. Why is my faith required? My faith is required. See, faith does not manipulate God. Oh, if I believe, if I believe better, if I believe. Mm -mm. See, many of us think that we are using our faith to ginger God. Uh -huh. mm -mm. What our faith really does is that our faith relocates us to where God is. God doesn't distance himself from us and say, come and look for me. That's an Old Testament language. You will find me when you sit with all your heart. It's the Old Testament. New Testament is the good shepherd looking for you. So what is faith? Faith is you aligning with what God has said. Are we getting it? And it's a response based on an attitude, based on the experiential understanding that God is too faithful to embarrass himself. Faith means I rest assured based on the knowledge that God has all it takes not to misrepresent himself. We get it? All right. So, God says, Psalm 118, let's read it together so you can remember for the rest of your life. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled where? In heaven. Verse 90. Your faithful, your faithfulness endures to what? Somebody shout it one more time. Say, all generations. In other words, God did not become slow after COVID. Yes. Yes. God is getting tired these days. Before, God used to be sharp, sharp. But now, ah, Arubojo. As God is now old and slow. Listen, because God predated everything, nothing can outdate him. God is such a lover, nobody can outdate him. Oh, somebody didn't get what I just did right there. I said, God is such a lover, nobody can outdate him. He can date you and date you, but beyond dating you, he marries you. He says, the Lord is your husband. So when God engages you with prophecy, it's because he wants to marry you to destiny. Oh, y'all didn't get what I just said. The prophecy is God putting a ring on it. Some of you are acting as if God has not put a ring on it. You know, when a woman gets a ring, it does not mean that the wedding has happened. 
it means that as far as the man is concerned, you are the one I want. I have chosen you. I have selected you. When God gives you the prophecy, that's the engagement on the road to destiny. And that man who does that, he has already introduced you and told people about you. Before God gives you the prophecy, he has mobilized angels. He has mobilized intercessors. Do you know there are people praying for you that you may never know until you get to heaven? There are people God wakes up from time to time to say, pray for that person. Pray for that person. God engages you because he wants to marry you to his purposes on the, in, in destiny. I don't know who exactly this word is for, but some of you are looking like you're not really expecting. I need somebody who is really expecting to high five your neighbor and tell that person, God put a ring on it. I'm engaged by prophecy. I'm engaged by prophecy. I'm getting married to destiny. God didn't just take me out to take me out. He took me out so he can take me in and I can take in for him. Your faithfulness endures to what? Was it faithful to Noah? Was it faithful to Abraham? Was it faithful to Moses? Was it faithful to Elijah? Was it faithful to Elisha? Was it faithful to Jesus? Was it faithful to Paul? Was it faithful in the early church? When the martyrs were killed, was he faithful? Was it faithful to Apostle Ayobabalala? Was it faithful to Daddy Emiko Amosuka? Was it faithful to Papa Iyadeboe? Is he faithful to us? Is it faithful to you? Somebody shout, God, not a lie. Say, God, not feel lie. City lie, lie. He doesn't lie. He, he, he's faithful. He said, you, don't, you did what? Establish thee. And what happens? It's still where I put it. God has not relocated your destiny. You say, am I a spoon? Am I a whale spanner? Am, am I a toothpick? Oh, mashigabaya. Oh, nikefula. You are not a frame. You are not a doormat. You're a child of destiny. You are loaded with purpose. You are on track. And guess what? Because God is the greatest producer. When he lays the tracks after mixing and mastering, how many of you know that he can skip some tracks? He can fast forward some tracks. Somebody's about to enter into the fast forward dimension of their destiny. It's going to look like everything is happening so quickly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jerry told me about a relationship, not at a woman, but a man who likes his work and who has been very instrumental from outside of the country and things are beginning to shift. Some of you are about to enter into collaborations and into partnerships that will shape your life. I prophesy unto God. That thing I prophesy unto you under God. That thing you're working on should be, should be, you better get ready for partners and investors. Listen, if you're working on anything right now, make it as big as you can. God is about to make the works of your hands magnetic, compelling, attractive, anointed. It's about to be waved like a flag swung like a stone released like an arrow jet propelled like an aircraft if you believe it shout I believe in Lord shout I receive it receive it you established it and it 
abides. Many things have come and they have gone. When I was a young boy, we used to drive cars like Datsun. Who remembers Datsun? Uh, you used to have a lot of Volkswagen cars. You had the Peugeot, the Porsche cars, 504. You had the Volvo cars. That time has rolled away. There used to be a time where, who remembers Daewoo? There was Daewoo. Daewoo Razor. There was Daewoo Fridge. Uh, there was this one, that one. Uh, but that time has rolled away when GSM or Jism came to Nigeria. Gism. Who remembers Jism? When it came to Nigeria. Guess what? Everybody was buying a Nokia phone because if it falls, I Nokia. You, it falls on the floor. It bounces as high as it fell. It was such a phenomenal phone. Amazing. If you stone your enemy with it, they will fall down and die. That phone was remarkable. It would have saved millions of Naira in today's world. Uh, but that time passed and rolled away. I think the first phone I saw my wife using was a Sony Ericsson or something like that. Or was it what, what kind of phone? Was Sony Ericsson used to be popular that time has passed and rolled away. There was a time it was about the Berlin Wall. That time has rolled away. Chairman Mao in China had his little book. That time has rolled away. Idi Amin, Gaddafi rolled away. But there is one person who is timeless, faithless, boundless. He's always enduring, always eternal. His time is always now. He has not grown old. He has not grown weary. He has not faded. He is ever abiding, always enduring. He's called the rock of ages because in every age he still rocks. I feel like preaching some more. He is the living water, not the water that once lived. He is still alive and well. He's a bubbling brook of blessing. He's a river of revelation. He's a sea of surplus. He's the ocean of overwhelming goodness. He's a fountain of favor. He's a spring of the supernatural. He's a lake of love. He's a pond of power. He's flowing and evergreen. And he says, when I make you a promise, I will watch over my my word somebody give God 60 seconds of intentional praise give him praise right now give him praise right now give him praise right now let me give you two more Jeremiah 1 verse 17 I'll watch for my word. So when this guy gets the promise, guess what happens? Or the prophecy, the word is walking in him. How many of you know you're growing? And many times you don't know you're growing until two things happen. People that used to know you see you and they know there's something different about you. Or sometimes you run into an issue you've run into before, but your response is now different. You're like before, you won't sleep. You'll be picking your nose all night and crying, sniffing, sniffing. How can I say he does not love me? Now you feel, you feel sad, you feel bad, I doesn't love you. Like, <laughs> it says, well, we keep it moving. <laughs> it pain, no. But you've learned how to control your pain and not allow your pain destroy you. Your emotions are great informants. Don't make them commandants. Your emotions, they are great messengers, but don't make them your master. They give you information. What you do with that information is what we call maturity, how you handle it. So mature people feel pain just like immature people. The difference is their response. 
and what responsibility they take for it, with it, and after it. Do you understand that? So when the word is working, it looks like nothing is happening externally, but that's how God works. Even in nature, the seed is working beneath the surface of the ground. And a farmer knows not to despise the seed he planted just because he hasn't seen anything growing out of the ground. So the birds of the air will come to try to pick it up, to try to make his attendance to the garden of believers perfunctory or irregular or casual, right? Or to distract him when life is turning, turning, turning. And whilst it's turning, don't forget what the word says. It's moving around. Olusha, come. Look at Jeremiah 1, verse 12, actually, verse 12. Uh-uh, see blazer now. Check this out. If you came with your wife today, that would be checkmate. <laughs> right, you know, let, let me focus. Then the Lord said to me, You have the light of the prophecy. You have seen well. You have seen well. For I am. Give me KJV where it says, I watch over my word. Give me the, the trench that says, I watch, for I will hasten my word. So once it's getting distracted, boom, keep getting distracted. By life, by bills, turning on your own kind of thing. God said, I'm keeping watch over my word. My word is my investment. So I'm going to send somebody to go and water that word. How does God send somebody? Testimony. About how their prophecy came to pass. The response of the believer to anybody's testimony is appreciation and celebration, not envy and competition. Wow, it happened for you. Amazing. Just got a new car. I don't have a lot, but this 5,000 are for fuel. The immature things that because you bought a new car, you should be the one says you have money now. Oh yeah, buy me tire now. Let's wash it. <laughs> oh, just bought a new phone. Amazing. This money for screen guard. When you start initially, you will not like it. Why am I giving you something? Don't you have more money than me? Give me. In fact, I'm praying that your screen will break so that it's pay you. You understand. <laughs> See what Amplify says. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am. Come on, shout that word. I am. Somebody shout it's a done deal. Actively watching over my word to perform it. See, mm. see Psalms. Have we read Psalm 119? We have, right? Yeah. Faithless and They continue to this day according to your ordinances for all are your servants. All right. Now let's look at. Uh, okay, I think we have good measure for that. Do we? Do we get the spot? Yes. Let's go to Isaiah 55, 8 to 11. 
Another way God does it is that he brings another prophecy. Some of you have received one prophecy in different places. He brings somebody to remind you. Or devotion, your personal devotion. You'll just be reading that Bible plan that is speaking about what God said to you last week. Or, for some of you, people will start dreaming that that thing has happened for you. So I saw you, you were married. <laughs> The ring was very big. Oh my gosh. If you see the way your bridal gown was long, it caused traffic on Third Mainland Bridge. <laughs> Have dreams that you're pregnant. Quadruplets. So you had four babies. Mama Iberi. <laughs> Let's go. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, thoughts nor are your ways my ways. Way, says the Lord. Verse 9. See that now. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So see two things. Thoughts and ways. There are two aspects to your prophecy. Thoughts. That's all we've been dealing with. The second aspect are ways. I will touch on it in this service, but teach that in the second service. Is that okay? Why is the thought very important? Because if you have the way but not the thought, you will miss road. And most of us think that the big challenge is the way. Both of them are important. Has somebody ever tried to describe the way for you? But you got lost. Okay, you will turn like this. Then when you turn like this, you will turn right. Actually, you will turn right. Say right or left, just turn. And not just be going, be going straight. <laughs> As you're going straight, they go, they go. Then you see one Nepal wire, one pole. What's the color? I don't remember, but there's a pole there. There's pole in every street. <laughs> then when you land in a place, be turning on your own. So the way is there, but you can get lost on the right way because your thoughts are misaligned. So it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, your ways are not my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Look at verse 10. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there. In other words, you've never seen reverse rain in the history of the world. This is instructive. Your prophecy is born of God. Just like you are born of a woman. And there is no human being when Nicodemus asks that when you were born of a woman, you never return to your mother's womb again. Bad behavior didn't make you return. Oh, Balate Vazabai. Being a baby didn't make you return. You being disobedient didn't make you return. In other words, your bad behavior does not cause God's word to be returned to him. It may cause it to be delayed or deferred to another generation. That's why in the text it says God gave them the word, but who the promise, the land, but who did he swear to? Their fathers. But because their fathers didn't have his thoughts and didn't know his ways because he showed them his acts but he showed Moses his ways are you getting it? Yes, sir. 
So bad behavior when I say, hey, I'm not even doing it again. God never says, I'm not doing it again. That's why when the Bible says the thoughts of men were continually evil, what God did, he said, I will preserve a family. And listen, he didn't just preserve Noah because God is not going to repeat the regeneration of the earth starting with one man again. Why? He had blessed mankind. And so the first destruction our first creation, one man. The regeneration after Noah's flood was not one man, it was one family. Are you getting this? Yes, and this was even before you had the dispersion across the earth. Don't let me get into that. But the point is, the same way you are born once and you live and grow. The life, the kind of life you live is predicated on many things. Your choices, your decisions, your background, your responsiveness, all of that. God does not take back his word. I know it's difficult for human beings, especially in Nigeria, to believe that. Because you just be like, ah, God doesn't take back his word. When somebody says, I belong to nobody and nobody belongs to me, and finish, finish the quantity, quarter, quarter. By my estimation, I might be wrong, but I think uh, I have my information. Anyway, so here's the deal. When God pours rain, so what's saying rain and snow? When rain pours, have you ever seen a urine? You've seen urine? But not a urine, as it's about to come. Ah, this Nigeria hates Nigeria. <laughs> Benny, she Benny. No, it's not like that. Mr. T, have you seen that before? Snow. Some of you, when you went to Canada or UK, or UK in the snowing time, you're like, ah, oh, I've seen snow in my life. Record. <laughs> you're eating it like manna. <laughs> when snow falls, I hope you know that the winds may blow it away, but it's falling down. God's word will always land once it's released. Our teachers, how our hearts need to be ready. Are we here? It will land. It will land. When Elisha promised by this time tomorrow, a flower, a um, mudu, Congo of Gary will be sold for 10 naira. That's what they were telling. That word was floating. It found lepers. Found lepers. The word will look for somebody who's closest to the coverage area. Kupelia. May the prophecies that others who are better positioned and more experienced than you die, but they did not believe, may they land in your life. When God
God is looking for somebody. May he find your heart as a fruitful ground, P-Land. May he find your heart, Susan, as a fruitful land to say, I can I can land this plane here. It is like aircraft. Some of you have flown that before where there's turbulence in Nigeria and they go like, oh, can we land in Ghana? Can we land in the neighboring airport because of the turbulence? When God is looking to land somewhere and others are too busy, too prideful, too arrogant, too uh, contrived to give him a safe landing, may your life be available. May your life be willing. May your life perfect be the perfect place for God to land his purpose concerning your life. If you believe in shout yes! close. He said, it does not return there. What does it do? It waters the earth. It begins to water this earth. And then what happens? It makes it bring forth and bud. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Go to verse 11 now. So shall my word be that goes for from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. In other words, the root word for pleasure is please. Pleasure. Please is sure. Please sure. Please sure. Pleasure is please. He said, now what gives God please? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So that prophecy lands in your heart and begins to give you pictures and images as you engage the word by faith. It, the Bible says it shall not, the Bible does not say it shall not return. So the word will return to God. But how will it return? It will not return void. It will not return empty. It shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. Are you here? So the word comes, boom, 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 from God. You're the prophecy now. It comes from God. That word is, you are going to be the most anointed music minister that has emerged from your village in all of history. I love it. <laughs> so that word comes. Boom. It comes into his heart. The word of I hidden in my heart. So the first thing about prophecy, hide it in your heart. Mm. I'll teach you that in the second service. Don't go and post it on social media. That's not the first thing. Hide it in your heart. WhatsApp status. Hi, it don't happen. I don't blow. Blow within first. Hide it. Then let it water you. Refresh you, resource you, engage it with songs, with music. I'll talk about it in second service. And now what is going to return, but when that word is returned, said that that word will cause the earth to bring forth. Stuff is growing in this life. When that word is returning, is returning not just as a promise, but as a manifestation. And it's returning with this guy in a deeper level of prophetic experience. He's not returning void, he's returning as singing, as testimony, as example, as inspiration, as the fulfillment of God's purpose, as a manifestation of God's glory. Because the word works. Did we receive something in the service? Somebody shout, it's a done deal, it's a done deal, it's a done deal. Somebody shout, it's a done deal, it's a done deal, it's a done deal. Give me the text we started from. Let me prophesy before I run. If you can, please don't miss the second service because I will deal with the, the ground, the way. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land. Somebody say, I have it all. Say all the land, all the children, all the babies, 
all the graces, all the anointings, all the souls, all the territories. I have it. All the books, all the songs, all the templates, all the operating systems, all the partners, all the investors, all the discipleship models. I have it all. Everything God has sworn to me, I receive. I take possession of the land. I dwell in it. I take possession of the land. I dwell in it. I take possession of the land. I dwell in it. Give me the next verse. Say, in the name of Jesus, I have rest. When I have reaped my prophecy, I'm not agitated. My prophecy will not make me afraid. I have rest. When I drive it, when I fly it, when I live in it, when I write it, when I give it, when I share it, I have rest. There are people who have stuff but no rest. Say, I have rest. I have supply, but I have serenity. I have provision, and I have preservation. I have material resources, but I also have mercy. I have rest in the name of Jesus. Not any man of all my enemies shall be able to stand before me. The Lord has delivered them into my hands. All things are working together for my good. The land yields its increase on my behalf. The beast of the field is surrendered to me in the name of Jesus. I am on time. I am in sync. I am in line. I am on track. In the name of Jesus. No delays. No more delays in my life. No more delays in my life. No more delays. I have the necks of my enemies. I wash my feet in the blood of my enemies. I have a sword of victory. I have a shield of victory. Give me the last verse. Say in the name of Jesus. Give me the last verse. Say in the name of Jesus. Not a word of God to me will fail. Everything is coming to pass. Not one word will fail. Somebody shout it has come to pass. It has happened. Say it don't happen. It don't happen. It has happened. For Damilala Luatemo, for Tojo Luatemo, for Camilo Luatemo, for Ronaldo Luatemo, it don't happen. For every pastor and minister, for Pastor Larry, for Pastor Vicky, it don't happen. For Minister Uche, Minister Solomon, call the name of your leaders, call the name of your members if you're a leader. Say it has happened. I see it happening. The word of God coming to pass. The gates are open. The jobs are granted. The interviews are successful. The project beats, they go through. The application for the grants, they are secure. Shayi, are you proclaiming this concerning yourself? It has happened. Somebody give God praise for the done deal of God. Shout unto God! Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.